0: Daily Faceoff
1: Podcast comes courtesy of the Nation Network. Here's your host, Brock Segan, with Dylan D. Berthume and Michael Beebs bondy Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to season 8, episode 14 of the Daily face Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Brock Segan. This will be another solo venture here today on this Monday afternoon. Um, typically, me and Beebs come at you with a Monday morning episode. I did not have time to get into the recording studio this morning, so I'm just trying to cram in a quick episode here to get you guys caught up from the weekend's events and a look ahead uh, to this week. So it's just going to be me, another quick episode like last Friday to try to break everything down heading into week four of the fantasy hockey season. But first, we're going to start with some big injury updates. And then Wednesday's show is going to be me and Biebs, uh, full of waiver wire suggestions, particularly to help you replace some of these players you may have lost in this upcoming injury news update. We're going to start with David Krejci. He was placed on IR on Monday with the upper body injury that he's been dealing with. Unclear at this time, if it's retroactive, how far back it goes, uh, regardless doesn't look like he's going to be in the lineup uh, to start the week here for the Bruins but it doesn't I mean they really haven't provided any huge details yet so we're not 100% certain how long he'll be sidelined at the very least I wouldn't imagine he'll be in the lineup in Pittsburgh on Tuesday Uh, they do have a road trip here in Pittsburgh in New York and in Toronto this week so perhaps he stays home doesn't travel at all Um, but yeah on IR as of Monday David Krejci Jamie Drysdale uh, suffered a torn labrum on Friday. He'll require surgery. He's going to miss four to six months, effectively ending his season. Jake Ottinger, um, dealing with a lower body injury he suffered over the weekend, he's going to miss at least one week. He'll be reevaluated after that to determine the severity of the injury and and how long perhaps he could be out uh, beyond that one week mark. So obviously that means that the stars are going to be turning To Scott Wedgwood and uh, at the moment they don't have enough salary cap space to call Anton Dobin up so it's basically just Scott Wedgwood's crease in Dallas at the moment he's performed pretty well so far you know obviously not to the same standards as Jake Ottinger but Scott Wedgwood just six percent owned in Yahoo Leagues at the moment so um, if you are desperate in goal you can go to the wire and get Scott Wedgwood. Uh, 429 goals against average, 880 save percentage, which is really hurt there against the Rangers on the weekend. But uh, he, you know, he's looked okay. He's certainly no Jake Ottinger, but if you've lost Ottinger and the wire isn't filled with with tremendous uh, waiver wire targets, then Wedgwood is a decent stopgap. Uh, for, for for at least for Ottinger owners for this week. And if you're somebody who just needs help between the pipes, not an Ottinger owner, Wedgwood represents a decent option as well. They've got the Kings tomorrow. The Kings will be on a back-to-back, so that's good news. They also have uh, the Coyotes on Thursday, so that's also good news. I would probably advise leaving him on the bench in Edmonton on Saturday, busy night regardless. But uh, decent matchups to start the week for Wedgwood at least, so he could get off to a half-decent start on your fantasy roster Capitals have a couple injuries. TJ Oshie, lower body, is out indefinitely. He's just had a horrible time with injuries in the most recent years. John Carlson also dealing with a lower body injury. However, he's listed as day-to-day. He will not play Monday. Their next game is um, tomorrow. So it's tough to imagine he'll be in the lineup against the Golden Knights on Tuesday, potentially back in Detroit on Thursday after that Saturday against the Coyotes. But day-to-day, for John Carlson uh, fellow defenseman Charlie McAvoy was on the ice in a regular jersey on Monday really really important step for him in his return to the lineup we had a couple people tweeted us say hey he is on the waiver wire in my league should I pick him up and if that is the case then absolutely you should be getting to him uh, he's expected to be back sooner rather than later and uh, McAvoy at the moment is uh, 81% owned so he's not going to be available in too many leagues but if he is available in yours he would be a nice d add uh, especially if you were a team that own Seth Jones, who's going to miss three to four weeks with a right thumb injury. So, um, a, a good amount of, of big injury news items there. And uh, if you were an owner of any of those those players, you know you, you might want to consider, uh, especially if you're the goaltender, adding Wedgewood, and then you know maybe just streaming that spot with the um, streaming options I'm about to get to. And then we'll have, like I said, a huge waiver wire episode coming on wednesday but let's start now uh, or move now to the streaming options for this week again if you if you haven't noticed or if you haven't checked it out before i do a strength of schedule and streaming articles every single monday morning uh, really will help you identify who the best streaming targets are for the week the, the strength of schedule, obviously, t- we take it into consideration, um, who's got the best matchups. But honestly, for this week, the way that the schedule is laid out, you can't even really be too choosy with who you stream because there's very, very few options. If you just take a look at the number of games this week, Monday there are three, Tuesday 12, Wednesday 2, Thursday 13, Friday 2, Saturday 14, Sunday 3. So the off days have so few games that it's difficult to identify uh, or find teams that have games, you know multiple games on those off days. Luckily, I've done the heavy lifting for you, and there are four teams that at least have two games on those lighter nights. Um, The two that have three games are the Buffalo Sabres and Carolina Hurricanes, so those are the two primary targets for streaming this week. The other two teams are the Detroit Red Wings and Toronto Maple Leafs, but to be honest with you, the streaming targets are few and far between this week, but let's get to it. We'll start with the Buffalo Sabres and Jeff Skinner who is 24% rostered uh, at the moment after picking up one assist in his first four games Skinner's collected 4 points, 1 goal, 3 assists in his last four games. He's been on the top line with Tage Thompson Alex Tuck that top line's actually now Tage Thompson, Jeff Skinner and Kyle Okposo in Monday's game. Um, they but when Tuck was there they were outstanding. They were averaging 46 scoring chances 4 per 60. They were also giving up 41 scoring chances again. So very high paced, high event hockey there. Skinner's also on the top power play unit in Buffalo, and that's a unit that's clicking at 20.7% right now, which is 17th in the NHL. So um, just one power play goal on the season, no power play assist yet for Skinner. So you'd imagine he'll start picking up some power play points. And uh, yeah, four games this week. They have the Detroit Red Wings on Monday, the Pittsburgh Penguins on Wednesday, and then the Carolina Hurricanes on Friday. So you can get them in your lineup no problem those first three days, um, first three lighter days of the week. And then if you want to drop them and pick up somebody who plays Sunday, then that's great because the the, the Sabres really have the best streaming schedule this week. If Jeff Skinner is not available in your league, here's a couple other options. There's actually plenty available when you look at the Buffalo Sabres. Victor Olsen is 18% rostered. He's super streaky, uh, has been his entire career, and he showed that already this season. So, so far this year, in eight games, five of those games, he has no goals. But then three of those games, he's scored two goals in a game. So, he's got six goals total, but... They've all come in three games. He's very streaky, but he's capable of putting up those big performances. We've seen that already this year. We've seen that in the past, and that makes him an excellent streaming uh, target because if he ends up having a couple of two-goal games this week, then that could be the difference between winning and losing a fantasy matchup. He's also averaging 3.3 shots per game, so if you have shots on goal as a category in your league, He's not going to leave you with a bagel um, because he does get a lot of pucks on net. Casey Middlestad, a lot more readily available at 8% owned. He's quietly picked up 6 points, 1 goal, 5 assists in 8 games as the Sabres' second-line center. Doesn't shoot the puck very much. He's under 2 shots per game, which isn't great. Limits his goal-scoring upside, but he's going to play big minutes on 5v5 and on the power play. He's currently averaging 17 minutes, 22 seconds per game, so if... You know, he's not great. He, he, he might pick up a couple assists, maybe get a goal, but he's a fall, uh, decent fallback option if Skinner and Olison are not available. I actually prefer Dylan Cousins at 5% on. Um, the second and third lines are kind of even difficult to identify in Buffalo. They play similar ice time. Cousins' ice like usage is extremely similar to Middlestad. He's playing 17-12 per game. Um, he's definitely been shooting a lot more. He's getting 2.6 shots on net, which is nice to see from Cousins. Uh, we're kind of seeing the beginning phase of a breakout campaign here for Cousins because at this current pace, if he maintains this shot volume and shooting percentage, which is at 14.3, he could reach 30 goals this season. Um, obviously, as a strict center playing kind of a limited role he doesn't really carry a whole lot of long-term value unless he really starts to explode offensively. But at the moment, he's a pretty good, um, you know, streaming options in standard league. So for streaming targets in Buffalo, um, Olufsen's probably my favorite. Jeff Skinner's really good too. I just don't know if Skinner has quite the same upside as Olsen. so Olsen's probably my favorite, then Skinner, then Cousins, then Middlestad uh, when we're talking about the Buffalo Sabres. The Carolina Hurricanes are next, and as I mentioned, they have uh, games Monday against Washington, then they play Friday against Buffalo, and Sunday against Toronto. So you'll be able to get him in, uh, these guys in your lineup for at least three games. They also play in Tampa Bay on Thursday, but I doubt you're going to um, try to force feed these guys into your lineup on a night where there's 13 games. But if your your roster kind of allows that, then um, they also play on Thursday. Overall, they have um, a a very nice-looking schedule this week. Grading out is one of the best uh, schedules overall. So the Hurricanes' streaming targets are as follows. There's not very many that are are readily available, but there are a couple that are available in about 50% of leagues, and one is Martin Natchez. So he's likely not going to be available in your league. If you want to hit the fast-forward 30 seconds button here, uh, because Natchez is certainly not available in your league, go ahead. But he is still available in 47% of leagues. He's picked up 11 points, five goals, six assists in eight games. Um, And in their most recent game, we saw Nechaz and Svechnikov move up to the top line with Sebastian Aho. It's unclear whether or not that's going to be carried into tonight's game. I had originally had them penciled there. Then we saw the Hurricanes tweet out their their projected lineup, and they had uh, Nechaz and Svechnikov back with Kockney, Kockney- So we'll see how that uh, shakes out in warm-ups this, this afternoon. But um, regardless, he's been in a good spot. Even if he's back with Kokniami and Svechnikov, it's been a line that's been really, really solid. Um has never really been a guy who's af- afraid to shoot the puck and has just seen an absolutely drastic increase in usage this year. He's playing almost 20 minutes a night. And that's really what's fueling this breakout season for the 24-year-old. Um, obviously, you know, I have not listed here as a streaming target, but if you're in one of those 47% of leagues where he's available, he really carries long-term value. So I love adding Martin Natchez right now, you know, for this week specifically. But if, you know, obviously you can carry him long-term and maybe drop somebody else if he's available in your league. Um, Seth Jarvis, 48% owned, a little bit more available. Also probably not available in most of your leagues um but if he is adam immediately he's you know net just is not the better option right now um he's just been more productive but jarvis again if he if jarvis sticks with sebastian ajo and two go teravainen that line's generating so many scoring chances that they're not going to stay quiet for long so jarvis again he's somebody that should be picked up if he's available in your league but uh, again he's, he's likely not available in most of these listeners leagues but you know sh- Still has two goals, one assist in eight games. His all-night shooting percentage of 7.7 just kind of shows the struggles that that Aho and Taravine in line have had. They're producing chances. They just haven't been able to find the back of the net. So it's not surprising that we saw them shake it up a little bit last game. Again, we'll see what happens uh, going into tonight. Speaking of Cockney, I mean, he's the one that is readily available. Uh, He's just 3% rostered right now. And he's settled in nicely as the Hurricanes' number two center so far. Like I said, with Svechnikov and Nechas, they've been playing very, very well. However, he has just picked up two assists in eight games. But those underlying metrics suggest that better days are ahead moving forward. So we'll see again how the lines shake out tonight. But regardless, if he ends up with Vine and Seth Jarvis, he'll be in good hands there. So he's the only skater that is in the, the Hurricanes' top six that is readily available. So he's probably the only option that you really have. And you can do worse and like I said, there's very few options this week. So you might just have to bite the bullet, go with Cockney Emmy, hope for some some lucky uh, points this week because, yeah, the streaming options are few and far between. And you'll see that as we move along here with the Detroit Red Wings, not too many uh, readily available players in, in prominent roles there. But Andrew copp is one of them, 21%, center right wing eligible. He's had a slow start to the season, but it really shouldn't be all that surprising. He missed the entire preseason with an injury. So he's still kind of just trying to get back up to speed especially with a new team. We'll see how it goes. Currently centering a line with Dominic Kubelik and David Perron. So he's in a great spot to pick up points this week. Um, with the Red Wings, unfortunately, you'll only be able to get them in your lineup twice this week, Monday and Sunday. So you kind of have to just like hold on to them for the whole week. So if you want to just stream them on Monday and then maybe pick them up again for Sunday, go ahead. But they're in Buffalo on Monday and in New York on Sunday. Um, when it comes to the Rangers, it's not a back-to-back. So they'll likely see Igor Shesterkin. So again, not a great streaming target, the Detroit Red Wings tonight, decent for Monday's game against the Sabres, but then their other two games are against the Capitals and Islanders on Thursday and Saturday. Not bad matchups, but again, there's 13 and 14 games those nights, so I doubt you're going to be force feeding Andrew Kopp into your lineup. Um, But if you want to continue picking up Red Wings, Elmer Soderblom's just 2% owned. A lot of buzz around him this season, just given his combination, 6'8, 250, and his ridiculous skill. But the results have been pretty modest so far. He found himself on the fourth line the other day. Uh, He's got two goals on 15 shots in eight games. He's bounced around the depth chart, so his role might not be super consistent, but his minutes have been, so. If you're looking for somebody to plug and play on Monday, then you know, Soderblom's of fine. To me, I'd probably, at least just for Monday, prefer Adam Ernie. He's 1% owned, especially if you're in a banger league. Um, he's skating right now on the top line with Dylan Larkin and Lucas Raymond. He picked up an assist on the weekend on one shot with two hits and over 16 minutes of play. He's currently on a 14 or sorry, a four-game point streak with one goal, three assists. He's averaging three hits per game on the season. So if you're in a banger league, Ernie's a decent streaming target um, this week. Again, it's unclear how long he'll and you know stay on that line with Larkin and Raymond, but we know he'll be there for Monday. So if you're just looking for a Monday stream, Ernie's probably your guy. Phillips Adino, one percent owned. Also, uh, he's pretty much only a, a target in the deepest of leagues. He's yet to pick up a point this season. He's got just nine shots on goal in uh, in six games. So we'll see. He he was on the top. In the top six for a couple games, back down to the third line. He's really not a great option, if I'm being honest. But like I said, the the options are just, you know, the slim pickings here. So if you're in a deep league, there's not going to be very many of these guys available on your wire. And you might have to get desperate and just try to hope for something. He is skilled. He is talented. A couple decent matchups, especially Monday against the Sabres. So he could certainly get on the board. But it's an absolute dart throw this week with the names and teams that are available on the waiver wire. Lastly, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, I I kind of just preach patience when trying to stream a Maple Leaf this week, they don't play until Wednesday. They're returning home from a brutal road trip where they lost their last four games. Um, things are going to be getting shaken up in Toronto. We don't really know what the lines are going to look like. Nick Robertson started the week on the second line, finished the week on the fourth line. He played, um, just like six minutes. I think Yeah, seven minutes, 17 seconds on Saturday and Sunday. Um, so wait to see if he gets moved back to the top six. I think he has just as much chance of being in the top six as he does being back in the AHL by Wednesday, if I'm being honest. So I wouldn't like be rushing to the wire and wasting one of your pickups until you know who's going to be in that top six. Could be Robertson at 19% rostered. Could be Alexander Kerfoot, who's been up there recently, played with Austin Matthews at one point, played with John DeVars at one point. Picked up three assists in his last three games. Does not shoot a lot though. Just 1.5 shots on goal per game. Uh, but can pick up assists when he's playing in that top six. So with their top end options being so highly owned, you're going to not really have too many to pick from. And Kerfoot, if he's the guy that's skating in the top six, he'd be the guy that I would pick. Just whichever one of these guys really is. is skating with Matthews or Tavares is the one you're going to want to go with. The last one's 1% owned, Cali Um uh, Speaking of digging deep here, Jarncroc's only an option if he moves into that top six really. But... Um, If you're in extremely deep leagues and none of these guys are available, Yarncroft could be the desperate play at two goals, one assist in um, 10 games so far this season. He's averaging just 1.3 shots per game, but still playing regular minutes in that top nine and sees power play two usage. So I know that this is is kind of why I decided, you know what, I'm just going to get this episode out, do it myself, because there's really not a whole lot of juicy names to throw out there. Uh, Last week was certainly a lot better. We had some production from some of the Golden Knights and even the Arizona Coyotes that we mentioned. So, you know, sometimes you pick up a Dylan Gunther and he picks up two assists. So these bad uh, names can produce if you give them a chance. So that's really all we're trying to do. We're just trying to maximize our, our, our roster every single week maximize those pickups fill your roster on these light days even if with a name that you don't think is going to get on the scoreboard you never really know so that's going to do it for season 8 episode 14 of the DFO fantasy podcast thank you guys so much for tuning in and I promise the next time you hear from us it will not be a 17 minute episode just me talking by myself Biebs will be back on Wednesday then we've got Dylan joining me on Friday so until Wednesday Good luck this week. Get these guys in your lineup. We'll talk to you in a couple days. Good luck. Cheers.